Well, good morning, Archdale friends. We're in a little bit different environment and setting this morning, but we're still in the worship room doing the live broadcast, and we welcome everybody that's listening in. Thank you for joining us here this morning. Our uh, worship um, message topic is Jesus' sixth thing from the cross, it is finished. But before we look at the uh, scripture passage, I have a few announcements that I'd like to make. First of all, I'd like to thank Jeff Milliken and, and Samantha Sprinkle for being here and getting this set up so that you can see and hear today's message from Archdale Friends Meeting. Um, just a couple of announcements. It'll take a few minutes to get through these. But some good, great things happened at our monthly meeting um, about 10 days ago, and I'd like to share that information with you in particular before we get to our prayer concerns. We discussed at monthly meeting and approved to hire a full-time children's and youth minister. A search committee is being formed to help select the right person for this position. The endowment committee had been contacted, and they agreed to provide the funds for this new position here at Archdale Friends for three years, for the salary as well as for the programming. And so we're grateful for the endowment committee to make that possible that we could move forward with this. And we're, again, I hope you'll join us in prayer for the right person to come forward to direct our children and youth ministries programs. Secondly, uh, we've received a substantial financial gift in memory of Peggy Sumner and it, to establish the Peggy Sumner Youth Enrichment Fund. And so these two um, funds for the Children and Youth Minister's position and the Peggy Sumner Youth Enrichment Fund, those are going to work coincide. They'll help one another. And so we do thank Joe Davis, who got the Peggy Sumner Youth Enrichment Fund started here at Archdale Friends. Peggy had a very fruitful ministry here, card ministry and visitation ministry, as well as a few other things that she did in and around the meeting and the community, and Joe wanted to um, honor her memory, and so that fund has been established. We also can continue to receive additional funds uh, for the Peggy Sumner Youth Enrichment Fund. Um, many of us are concerned about the status of our world and our United States, our own nation, and even our own community, and we're concerned personally for our health and basically family members and friends. So there are people whose jobs have been lost or they are in question, and we want to be able to pray for them. I hope that you'll Add those people to your prayer list if you haven't already. These are challenging times for us. So just remember, when we are feeling a little fearful, that the same Jesus who was here in our worship service just a few weeks ago is still here today. He hasn't left. He's still right here with us. Those who built Archdale Friends years ago 96 years ago and established this meeting he was with them and he continues to be here with us those of you who have had difficult times in your own lives whether you've had an illness or you've had a surgery 
Jesus was with you now. This same Jesus is with us here today. And we read in the book of Hebrews in the 13th chapter, verses 7 and 8, these words. Remember your leaders, those who have taught you, those who have provided guidance for your lives, those who have pointed and directed you towards Christ. Remember those leaders who spoke words of God to you. Consider their outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith in these times that we're facing today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So keep your eyes on the maker of heaven and earth. Trust in him. Depend upon him and continue to read the scriptures for strength, encouragement, and hope. Along with being safe, using good judgment, using good hygiene, distancing yourself from individuals and people, at least six feet, they say. And when you wash your hands, you're supposed to take at least 20 seconds to do so. So using good judgment and keeping your faith are two ways that we can help our community here in Archdale, in our nation, and in our world. Take time to call someone. Pick up the phone. Use your iPhone. Call someone, a friend, a Sunday school class member, and just stay connected and encourage each other and help each other and pray with and for one another or the phone. I've done that many a times. I've had lots of prayers on phones with individuals and people who are facing difficult times, not just now, but years ago. So use your phone as a ministry to reach out and help one another. And the last announcement has to do with our stale friends in particular. It's about our continued worship services. We will continue to have a live broadcast the 29th of March and April 5th. So our doors won't be open either March 29th or April 5th to the general public. Ministering Council felt this was the best avenue for Archdale friends, for our populace, as well as for our community. So we will have those live broadcasts that you can see, just as you're doing this morning, at 11 o'clock for the next two Sundays, March 29th and April 5th. I do have some prayer concerns to go over. Maybe you've seen those on uh, the email that Linda has already sent out, but I do want to go over those in case you haven't noticed those. Elizabeth Allridge knee surgery went very well, and she's recuperating at Pennyburn. She might uh, already be home at this time. I talked to Cindy on Friday, and she was to come home in a day or two, so we're grateful for that successful knee surgery and her arrival back home. Wanda Edwards got home this week, and we're grateful for that. Uh, Debbie Spell's sister uh, continues to be in Moses Cone Hospital in a coma. Uh, she's in her mid-50s. So just remember, Debbie Spell's sister, Christy Sellers. And of course, we do want to add the coronavirus, COVID-19, those people that have been affected, the medical teams that are taking care of those individuals. Just continue to remember people in this time that are facing these struggling issues medically. 
Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your presence in our lives that's with us every step as we go through this world. We know these are challenging times, unprecedented times for most of us in this world today. We just ask for your anointing, for your wisdom, and for your guidance. Lord, we need your strength. We need your faith. We know that you're here with us. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you, Lord, and upon doing the things that can keep us healthy, the things that we've been told by our government. We thank you for our leaders, our government leaders as well as those in Washington, D.C. and those locally. Continue to guide their minds and their thoughts to help protect us and help us to use those avenues we've been given to protect ourselves. We thank you for our stale friends, for its members, for being able to stay connected through a live broadcast. Lord, we just are grateful for many things in this world, and you're one of those. And so is our family, our friends, and the place where we worship. Touch our lives today as we look at Jesus' expression from the cross, an expression of victory that it is finished. In your name we pray, amen. We do have a surprise guest soloist here with us today. Um, I saw Ben Hurley down at his home a few days ago. And then I call him on the phone after that, and uh, they're not having worship down at Bethel Friends. And so Ben has come, and he's going to sing Victory in Jesus for us. So welcome, Ben. Oh, victory in Jesus, my soul. 
Scripture lesson today comes from the book of John, uh, verses uh, chapter 19, verses 28 through 30. And of course, this is the sixth thing of Jesus from the cross. And there's actually two of his sayings here in this passage. Uh, the fifth saying as well as the sixth thing. Later, knowing that all was now completed... And so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was outside, was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Next Sunday, Brandon will finish the seventh saying of Jesus from the cross um, at this same hour. So you can stay tuned next week when he is expressing that seventh saying. But the last two sayings of Jesus from the cross were really more of the agony of his days on the time on the cross, a tragedy of Christ on the cross, and now we turn to triumph and victory. March 1st, we heard Jesus say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which was an expression of loneliness, seemingly abandonment, and separation from his Father. It was more of a lament. And then last two weeks ago, we looked at, I am thirsty. Thirsty, spiritually, as well as physically, for a drink. And today we find this jubilant expression of Jesus from the cross. An expression of victory. I guess every cloud has a silver lining. And so the darkest cloud of all for Jesus has now passed. And there's a silver lining. There is a victory for him as it is finished. The cross has two great elements to it. It showed the profound humanness of Jesus. Humiliation. But it also marked the profound incarnation. The divine aspect of Christ who died for us. And of course, 
later on rose from the grave. So it brings a consummation to his mission in being the son of the living God. Jesus says time as a human being is coming to a close. As he said, it is finished. When something end, ends, often something else begins. A door closes, a window often opens. Someone is not enjoying their occupation, their responsibilities at work, and they wished it would end. And so they begin looking perhaps for a new window to open, a new opportunity of employment, and maybe that comes. Perhaps someone is facing some difficult surgery, and they're really not ready to have that done, but maybe a new procedure opens up and makes this surgery easier, so a window opens. Another example of that was shared with me several years ago by Ginger Osborne about a door closing and a window opening. She and Don, Don was her husband, and he was a pastor here in North Carolina yearly meeting for many years, over 40 years, a well-known pastor, pastored Marlboro Friends, pastored Center Friends. And when he was at Center Friends the first time, um, he and his uh, wife, Ginger, uh, she was pregnant with about eight months along in the pregnancy. And when she got home from work one day, Don had locked the front door and she didn't have any way to get in. The door was locked. She didn't have a key. And it was a, a very warm day and, you know, being eight months along in a pregnancy, she was not in a happy mood that the door was locked. And so she looked around the corner of the house, and the window was cracked open just a little bit. And so she thought, oh, maybe I can find a way to get in that window. <clears throat> she had to get behind the bushes and open up the window. Of course, it wouldn't stay open, so she had to go find a board or a prop to hold it open. And she did. And she said she had to pull herself up and get in that open window. Sometimes a door is locked. Sometimes a door is closed. And a window is opened. And that happens for us spiritually too. And it sure happened here for Jesus. His life was coming to a close in the physical flesh. His pain and suffering that he had gone through is now over. And a door is opening up for him to be with his father again. And leaving his, the Holy Spirit here for us to help us as we go through our challenges of this world today and other challenges that we have faced in our own lives. Perhaps you've tried to decide whether you want to buy a house or not. And you look at house after house after house and nothing seems to work for you. And then maybe a window opened and you find the house you want. Or maybe you're trying to decide if you should get married. And it becomes a difficult decision. You know, you date, you spend time together, and then finally you decide to go through the window and be married. There's still responsibilities after you buy the house and after you get married to continue the work. You've got to work on the relationships and you've got to make the payments. 
So sometimes when a door closes, a window can open, but we still have responsibilities to fulfill. But for Jesus, here in this instance, he realized after he took the drink that it is finished. His time on earth in the physical flesh is done. And the work needs to continue. Jesus knew the plan. And he was ready to move on down the road. To move on to greater things. To be with his father. And to watch the disciples carry on his work. Those that he had trained and handed the work to do. It was now their responsibility to carry it on and to pass that on to others. And so Jesus is watching you and he's watching us today carry out his ministry. The responsibilities that he gave to the disciples he's given to us to carry out for the church. He's watching us carry out those messages of salvation, peace, and love. After you accept Christ... That's not the end of a person's work. It's just the beginning. So after you accept Christ, you know, that opens the window. But then the window of opportunity to serve continues to be open. When something ends, something begins. And Jesus was ready to hand over his work to the disciples and then to us. So believe and share in the work. Let your light shine for Christ into the lives of others. What do you do for God? Monday through Saturday. How do you let your light shine? In John 14, verse 11, we read these words. Very truly I say to you, Whosoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will even do greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. So this verse is telling us, you and I, the church today, Jesus' followers are to do greater things than what has already been accomplished when I stop and think about Arsdale Friends Meeting and other places where I've served, so that includes you and I, I'm overwhelmed with the things that have been accomplished in the name of Christ. We can name several things here at Arsdale Friends in just the last five and a half, six years that I've been here of the work that you do for Jesus. It's just incredible. And so I thank you for that work. But we're not finished. We need to continue. We all need to be the light. The light that God has put within us to help each other be brighter. You know, I mentioned earlier in the broadcast about some of the things that are going on now that we continue to do. And I hope you'll be part of those things. And your prayers. Just think of how your prayers have reached into the lives and touched the hearts of other people. 
there are victories to celebrate. I was talking to Meg Spencer just this week and her successful lung surgery. She's home, she's doing well, and she thanks you for her prayers. She's just so grateful that those people prayed for her. And we feel prayers. I feel prayers when people lift me up. And I know you do too. So that's one thing that we can continue to do of any age. So this sixth saying from the cross is only found in the Gospel of John. And the Greek meaning of this phrase carries a present-day accounting term paid in full. Your sins are paid in full. Nothing else is owed by any of us. So it's time not just to believe, it's time for action, to be the light, to be the witness that God has asked all of us to be. Do things in your life, whether you're at work or when you shop at Wherever you shop, let your disposition show love and grace and peace. When you're at the filling station, be nice to the cashier. Give of your heart 100% of the love of Christ. Jesus was declaring the debt owed by mankind was wiped away and said, We shouldn't be getting hung up on phrases like, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to us? Why is this going on now? We shouldn't be asking ourselves those kind of questions all the time. We shouldn't be saying things like, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. Because the price has been paid at Calvary. Jesus reigns. Live as if greater things we can do, greater things you can do. Keep your eyes focused on Christ. The work Jesus was sent to do provided the way for those coming after him, not only to know the way, but to show the way to others. Jesus told his disciples, In John 14, I will come back and take you with me, that you also may know where I am going. We know where Jesus went. Let's live it in our own hearts and lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we read these words of Paul. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed you and I, he has committed us to this ministry of reconciliation. Doesn't matter what flavor of a person you are, doesn't matter what party, religious, um, what uh, Democratic or Republican or Tea Party that you are a part of, or it doesn't matter. We need to love one another and reconcile our hearts and work together. And we should not count men's sins against them ever. 
He has committed us to this ministry of reconciliation. Quit holding grudges and prejudices against someone. We have this victory to celebrate. And so let's celebrate the victory admirably. And let's strengthen each other to love whoever comes in through the window. We never know who's going to walk into our lives or who we're going to see. Just be Jesus to those around you. Don't close your heart. Open your soul and mind to God's reconciliation because the price has been paid. The church, you and I, are to help bring reconciliation. We are not to count men's sins against them. We are not to keep records of wrongs. So work diligently at being nice, kind, and loving your neighbor and sharing the resurrected light because it is finished. And that contains the sum of all joy of reconciled hearts to God. It is finished. Not one of us is at the same place in our faith. We are not at the same place in our understanding of God. We all are sinners that need reconciled hearts through Christ. And so let's continue to the work of the church that has been given to us. Jesus was able to say, after his life was over, it is finished. He carried out his Father's will. It happened the way it was supposed to happen. From the Old Testament prophecies, announcing Christ's birth, he being despised, his being rejected, to his final words on the cross, all these opened the window for you and I to continue the work of Christ. Finish what you have started. Finish what God has given you to do. And help open windows that others may believe. You know, there's been times in my life when I wished a few things would be over, that they would come to an end. During some of my seminary days, I wished the class would be over or that particular day's lecture would be over. You know, some things just seem to drag on and on and on forever. And some of those classes I wished would have been done. And there's been illnesses that linger in our own lives. Some people have had cancer for years and they wished it would be over. They wished the cancer would be gone. And I've been in meetings that just take forever seemingly to end. And when I begin to think selfishly like, I wish this was over, I wish this was done, I'm reminded that Jesus asked God, his Father, if this cup could be removed from him, if it could be taken away, if it was God's will. But it wasn't. And look what window that opened up for all of us. Because Jesus stayed the course all the way through the end. He didn't give it up. Sometimes we want to give up, but Jesus didn't. He stayed the course for you and I to open a window that we could obtain salvation, love, grace, 
peace and joy, so we can be gentle, so we can be faithful, so we can have self-control. God gave us that window. Walk through it. Don't wait. Just as Jesus finished, we can finish. And we can finish well as we go through the window and share his light and love with others. You know, every five, six days a week, I drive Highway 62 to get here to Archdale Friends. I go up 73, 74, and get on 62 right there at um, the, the intersection. And as I drive, make that drive all the way over here, you know, there's a lot of different roads that I could divert to, a lot of different paths that I could turn on to to prevent me from getting to Archdale Friends. And some days I think about that. You know, there's Groomtown Road and there's Har Harlow Road. There's Coltrane Mill Road. There's Muddy Creek. There's Riverdale. There's Frazier Road. There's Tom Ball Road. There's Penman Road. And I could just go down one of those roads and never make it here. I could take one of those diversions if I chose to. But you know, when I pull in the parking lot, and I, when I make it all the way over here and I pull in the parking lot of Arsdale Friends, there's a jubilation because I know I've reached that particular destination in my life. And I walk in here and I meet some, you know, Linda or Marlene or other people arrive, and you can just find the atmosphere that bubbles here at Arsdale Friends for Christ. And so I'm glad I've made that journey all the way over. And I've come through the window that God has provided for me here at Arsdale Friends. We touch people's lives when we spend time with them. Let's be careful the diversions along the way that can lead us astray. And let's stay on the straight and narrow to follow what God has given us and the window that we are to go through. Sometimes we need new beginnings. Sometimes we need new starts. We need a refresher on what it means to live and to be alive to Christ. And so just walk through the window that he's provided. I brought some seeds with me this morning. Um, some lettuce seeds. And I brought some, some watermelon seeds. And I'll be planting some of these later on uh, this spring. We've already had some lettuce planted, but I'll plant some more in a, in a week or so. But these seeds... They have to be planted in a dark place. They have to be planted in the earth. They have to go through some tough times to reach up to the light so that they can be productive, so they can go through their window of opportunity to produce. But they first have to be put in a dark place. And they have to die. The seed, the individual seed, has to die. It has to give up itself so it can become fruitful. Sometimes there's things in our own lives that we need to give up. A door that's closed. So we can go through the window that Christ has provided for us. I like the way that um, 
Eugene Peterson's Bible reads in Colossians. There's a passage in Colossians uh, 1.13. And I like the way Eugene Peterson writes this. And it says, Colossians 1.13, God rescued us from dark end alleys and dark dungeons. He set up the kingdom of, excuse me, he set us up in the kingdom of the son he loved so much, the son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. Again, my drive from my home to here. There's a lot of diversions that I could go on. But Jesus died for me. He finished it. The price has been paid. So believe, follow, and go through the windows of opportunities that he has for us. And we don't have to worry about God. He'll finish what he starts. He always does. So just stay with him. Can you finish what you start? Can you finish what you've started for God? What is he asking you to do? What windows of opportunity do you have to share his light, his love? He can give you a new beginning. He gives us one each day. Accept it, receive it, and live for him. Carry his torch in the darkness. Let it shine brightly. Carry his power into the darkness of night. Knowing that there is a new dawn awaiting, awaiting you. And share the news because the price has been paid. And celebrate the new life. Lamentations 3, 22 reads and 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So live in the victory of Jesus as you go through the open doors he's provided. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you for every day. And you've told us to rejoice for this is the day that you have made. And help us to rejoice in the things that can bring others happiness and joy as well as us. And help us to see those open windows of opportunity that you have for us to share your work, to share your love and grace and mercy with others. And fill our hearts with your joy, Lord. In these times that we're facing, help us to replace our fears with faith. Amen.